This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. Talking baseball, of course. Lots still at stake with a couple of days left here in this baseball regular season, including the NL East race, Judge Willie or Wonty. Among all those things and more, we bring on our next guest to discuss. He is, of course, one of the primary voices on MLB Network Radio. He is also one of the voices of the Texas Rangers on the TV side. He's a New York native. He went to St. John's. He's my good buddy, CJ Nitkowski, who's nice enough to give us a couple of minutes on the program. CJ, how are you, my friend? Thanks for hopping on. How's things? Uh, things are good, Dan. So I was thinking about this the other day, yeah. and it's probably I totally made it up. You know, I like to make up stuff about myself that I think the record. <laughs> um, how about uh, only only New York born to play both for the Mets and the Yankees and call a Yankee and Met game on radio? You think anybody else has done that? No, not even close. You don't think so? I don't think yeah. I I don't think Howie Rose made the cut as far as the playing surface. <laughs> So that's what I'm sticking to, man. That's my claim to fame. And, and let me add another one, too, for your claim to fame. C.J. Nikowski, the career ERA leader in New York Mets history. 60 years of Mets baseball, nobody has had a lower ERA on the mound than this gentleman, C.J. Nikowski. And that is a, a, a title that you wear proudly, my, or proudly, my friend. Well, and I was a little concerned because Tommy Hunter passed me in innings without giving up a run at one point this year. And I was glad to see they gave up a run. I, I didn't want to see him give up any more. I like him personally. I just wanted him to give up one. Um, which he finally did this summer after about, uh, yeah, I think he was about 13 deep in his net career before he gave up a run. But So now I stand alone on the top once again. And ironically, that was when the Texas Rangers were in town to play the Mets when that whole thing took place, which was kind of ironic given, yeah. you know, you were in the ballpark for it. It was almost like a potential passing of the torch, but not really because now you can rest assured you are still firmly entrenched in the record books. Um, let's get to some brass tacks here. And what happened over the weekend, and you live in Atlanta, believe it or not, so like you kind of, you know, have a, 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 you know, a kettle in the uh, fire actually, but do you think what happened down there for those three days, does that alter your outlook of this Mets team in any way? Only because the top guy struggled in the rotation. right? I mean, and I know that obviously you know, you're going through a couple of things here with Jacob DeGrom right now and trying to get him back on track and feeling good. But I thought there was no way, right, at the top of the rotation that they, the Atlanta Braves would find a way to beat three guys. I really like Chris Bassett a lot too. I think it was obviously he's been a great sign. For the Mets, and he'll end, head, uh, head into free agency. I've, I've liked him for years because I've seen him a ton in the American League West when he's with Oakland. It seemed like he's finally getting his due and his recognition. But I'm thinking there's no way um, that all three of those guys either you know wouldn't show up. I mean, the idea of getting tagged with a loss wasn't even really on the radar. It was just a matter of you know would they give you you know three really good games, maybe one here and there that you know didn't go the way they wanted it to go. But that's the thing that kind of shocked me because then what you see as a Met fan is that you see what potentially could happen in the postseason. Just like when the Houston Astros came up and visited both New York teams and all of a sudden everyone had to take kind of a step back when New York was the center of the baseball universe as it was for most of the summer. But then all of a sudden the Astros come in and you're like, yeah, not so fast. You know, there's actually a team out there that, that's better than both of you or at least showing you firsthand that they can be better than both of you. So I get why Met fans are, are nervous right now. Um, I would be too to some degree, but at the same time, you know, you sit there and you, you kind of cling to the hope um, that you're going to get a better version of Jacob DeGrom than Max Scherzer in a postseason series, which you should win when you get that. Who do you or who would you have more concern over 
one of those two guys that you just mentioned because DeGrom has had two clunkers in a row, the outing out in Oakland where he got totally lit up, and then the less-than-flattering performance against Atlanta when he gave up three home runs. And then, meantime, Scherzer, you know, who wasn't at his best the other night, but then he tells the New York Post the next day, yeah, I'm also dealing with some arm fatigue in addition to trying to nurse that (laughs) oblique. So, and given Scherzer last year also had like a similar issue with the arm when he was with the Dodgers late in the year, who would you be more concerned about? Yeah, I think the fatigue part scares me a little bit with Max Scherzer. I mean, obviously he's a little bit older. And as you mentioned, that whole thing with the postseason last year was kind of fascinating because we saw the Dodgers try to kind of take it easy on him, right? They're trying to pace him a little bit so they could get him in a position where they thought he could finish October strong. He comes out after the fact and says that's actually the opposite. The mistake was trying to save bullets. That doesn't work for me. While that might be the game plan for most pitchers, it's not for Max Scherzer. So he's wanting to throw more. And if he's talking about fatigue into October, well, no doubt he's kind of Mr. Adrenaline and has been a guy that has pitched with a ton of emotion throughout his career. There is mileage there. And the fact that we're hearing about this now to go along with the oblique at this time of year before we get to October um, is concerning. So I'd say probably Scherzer. I think with you know, Jacob DeGrom, it's hard not to believe in him, despite the fact that it's been a couple of kind of shaky outings for him over his last two. I mean, it was still a quality start that you got in Atlanta. And I know the, the, the phrase quality start doesn't necessarily always – tell you the story but you know six innings three runs does qualify i think the 11 strikeouts and no walks is probably more encouraging of course you had the home runs in there and three solo home runs which scares you off a little bit as well but i think when you see that kind of outing you can point to man mislocation by a little bit or they were on a pitch or guessed right um as opposed to where you're talking about dealing with the fatigue and wondering if a guy can get you through it so probably more sure than the ground right now as far as worrying goes how how concerned are you about this offense? I mean, you know, Starling Marte, we know he's an all-star player. He's not Henry Aaron, but apparently his absence in this lineup has been felt as if he were Hammer and Hank. How much do you think this offense is going to be compromised going into the postseason if, let's say, Marte is still not ready to return from that finger injury? Yeah, that would be unfortunate with him just because, first of all, another really great signing for them um, this offseason. The guy's done it, gotten it done for a long time. Mets fans got to see that close up. Um, there are some concerns there. I mean, you know, listen, not everybody is going to hit come postseason time. And so now it comes down to is there enough guys that are carryable? I know that uh, Lindor didn't have a great series necessarily against the Mets, but it's still been a pretty respectable um, September for him. Jeff McNeil swinging a really good bat right now. And so while it's not happening, happening consistently up and down the line the way that you would like it to, um, the reality is, is there's good hitters there and guys that are having good years and a handful of those that are having some really good September's right now, and obviously we're in October, we kind of throw it all together, finishing the season strong, and so maybe you become a little bit more reliant on Escobar than you thought you were going to be uh, when he was struggling earlier this year. Maybe one of the guys um, like Daniel Vogelbach, who didn't get off to the greatest of starts, swinging the bat a little bit better, is going to be the guy that comes through. So as much as you want to have that really good version um, of a guy like Marte, there's enough pieces there. This lineup ran deep enough as far as track records go and guys that are swinging the bat better. Um, this Mod Marcana not being one of them, a little bit of a surprise. Um, but I would say that there's still enough there. But, yeah, you want all your guys healthy to get that's your first choice. Well, CJ, just want to tell you right now and everybody else that Aaron Judge has finally done it. Lead-off home run over the left field fence there in Texas, Globe Life Park, Globe Life Field, whatever it is. So Judge is finally at 62. Our long national nightmare is over. i got to be honest with you. I didn't know if he was going to get it with just two more games to go because he'd been scuffling over the last couple of weeks here. Yeah, uh, no doubt. And I would say this, too, with him. You know, we were just talking about it today. Spilly and I, Ryan Spillboards on MLB Network Radio, um, was just the idea of, man, is he getting worn out here a little bit? Do they need to give him a breather? 
Um, yeah. You know, he hadn't hit one, obviously, in a long time. Because here's the thing. If he had 53 home runs, he's not playing in both of these games. And, you know, or wouldn't be playing tomorrow, right? But the fact that I was like, man, if he doesn't get it tonight, I mean, you're still going to play him. Um, but, man, I was, again, a little bit concerned. So it's good that he got it done, um, get it over with. Uh, what a great moment for him. And uh, it's cool that it happened at Globe Life Field. I'm not, well, obviously not working this series, so I'm home right now. Um, but, yeah, that is uh, pretty incredible to see a new American League home run record. And so now the conversation can continue, which I'm sure you'll have a lot of fun with uh, the rest of the week as far as the actual, you know, what is the real home run record and all that kind of good stuff uh, that comes along with it. But, yeah, man, that is, uh, that is awesome to see, although I don't love that. Jesus Tinoco had to give one up. He's been pretty good for the Rangers. He's an opener tonight. Um, but what a cool moment for Aaron Judge. Jesus Tinoco going to be the answer of a history question or a trivia question for years to come. And, you know, maybe fortunately or unfortunately for a kid like him there. Uh, let's get back to the Mets here for one second and finish Hold up. Hold on. I got to yeah. ask you something. So I'm, I, I'm looking at this right now, and I'm looking at a Ranger fan with the baseball. So oh! In the front row, where, where, do you think, where do you think this is headed? So a Ranger fan I mean, caught the baseball. Wow. Front row guy got a Ranger hat, Ranger hat on. Uh, first of all, one guy goes, you're going to have a little bit of space in between the two walls. Essentially, one dude jumped over in case it fell down. He was going to grab it. Um, but they showed a guy who was in the front row with a Ranger hat on uh, who caught it. And a lefty, of course, it was a lefty. Glove? The best. Had a glove? They got the best hand. Had a glove. He got to listen, I'm bringing a glove. I'm all for it, especially at that moment. But, you know, you're hearing, you know, two to two and a half million for that baseball. You're, you can't give that to Aaron Judge, can you? It's see that's the thing. It's life changing money, right? And I mean, you want to do the good yeah. thing, but see, look, if you're a Ranger fan, CJ, and, and I don't know how romantic he is about the game of baseball and baseball history, because if this fan gets to meet Aaron Judge after the game, and Aaron Judge gives him like four signed baseballs and an autographed bat, is that going to do anything for a Ranger fan? No. I, I don't know. Nope, I'm a, I'm a no on that one. It's nothing personal. Like congratulations on your moment. Uh, and this guy went over, I'm looking at it again, he went over like three or four seats to get it. It was right in the front row in left field. Um, so we put a pretty good effort in. And, uh, no, I mean, I, I, I would not. There's nothing personal again. I, but you're, again, you're talking about life-changing money. I definitely would not. Um, I'd give it, I would not be giving it back. I'd be taking that to auction or selling it to the highest bidder. Um, but what a cool moment. Sorry to hijack No, no, no. It's watching it. It's kind of amazing. This is, this is um, a lot of people are probably concerned about this. If they're in their cars, they can't hear it or see it. We're painting the word picture here. But also, you know, you think about the guy who caught Pujols' 700 out of Dodger Stadium. He got the hell right out of that ballpark, like, instantaneously. I don't think he was giving that one back to Albert. No. And, and Albert Pujols has been great about that stuff. You know, he's always telling people to keep the baseballs, and he appreciates it when he meets them. But – um, he's been pretty incredible. Whenever anything historic has come up with him, he'd rather actually um, a fan go out there and keep it and, and you know get whatever you can for it. Who do you think the better matchup would be for the Mets in the opening round, Philadelphia or San Diego? Ooh, it's a good question, right? Because you know, obviously, we saw what Aaron Nola can do. You don't have a full version right now of Zach Wheeler, um, you know. But thinking about the you know, obviously in division and the team that you've seen a bunch. Um, always a little bit concerning, I guess, for both sides for that matter. Um, it's, it's a good question, right? Because the, the momentum teams are always something that you worry about a little bit, at least I do. Um, and teams that are playing well going into uh, into the postseason. It's not so much, I know we talk about momentum, it's not so much just momentum, but who's playing well and who has the best pitching. You know, the San Diego Padres are kind of limping in right now. I mean, everybody is. There's nobody that's dominating as far as the wild card teams. Um, the San Diego Padres probably make you a little bit nervous just because of what they potentially can throw out, out at you pitching wise. Uh, but they've had, you know, their, some of their acquisitions have not 
uh, come through. I mean, that's the other part of it offensively. While they have some names, and obviously we're not going to see uh, necessarily when Fernandez has East Jr., we know we're not going to see him. But, you know, Juan Soto and Josh Bell and, and good players and good track record. Um, but that's a good question, man. I, I think I'd rather uh, – you know, the problem is you, Darvish, and a good version of Blake Snell, the good version of Mike Clevenger can be problematic. They run pretty deep in their rotation or I don't think the Philadelphia Phillies do, but you're talking about a wild card series. Mm-hmm. You're not worried about necessarily anything beyond your, your first three starters. But a little bit of a coin toss for me, but I probably would take my chances uh, with the San Diego Padres. Me too. Have them come across the country. You know, it's going to be chilly out here, which is yeah. what they're not used to. Uh, Snell is probably going to be nothing more than a five-inning guy, as we all know how they deal with uh-huh. him, especially in the postseason. Darvish has handled the Mets okay, but, you know, 38 years of age, maybe a long season. He's not as sharp. Uh, you know, he's had some clunkers in the postseason in the past as well. And, hey, I'll take my chances against that bullpen any day of the week. You see what they did last night? They had a 7 nothing lead going into the ninth inning. They let the Giants score four, and then they loaded the bases, and J.D. Davis hit one to the warning track, which I thought was going to be a go-ahead grand slam. Yeah, no, it's a fair point. Guys in the bullpen have struggled, you know, going back to September 1st. And, like, was kind of look at that last month or so. Um, there have been some issues. Some guys have been good, but there have definitely been some um, significant struggles. Now, I would say Josh Hader looks like he's starting to get back on track here. He's actually thrown the ball well lately. Um, that version of him is a little bit scary. I know they haven't seen it necessarily consistently. Um, but we also know that they don't, you know, his history is also not to push past uh, more than an inning. It hasn't gone particularly well when they've done it. But Snell has thrown well. Darvish has thrown well. Uh, Clevenger is not, so it actually could be Joe Musgrove if you get to a, a third game. Um, but, yeah, they're, they're, yeah, I'm with you on the bullpen. There's a lot of hit and miss in there right now. Uh, either way, I mean, there are always going to be good games with significant matchups, but I think if you're rolling the dice, I do like the idea of kind of what you brought up and saying to take a team from Southern California make them travel. Obviously, you have the advantage of all games being on the road right now. And uh, the Phillies are a little bit more used to that and being in New York than the San Diego Padres. What do, you, what do you think ultimately the Yankees postseason fate is? Everything they've been through, you know, the pitching staff, you know, Cole hasn't been at his sharpest as we know. Um, where do you see this team slotting in, at least on the American League side of things right now? Yeah, I mean, it still feels like to me they have a legitimate shot to get to the American League Championship Series. I know there's some concerns there. Um, what we saw from Severino was really, really encouraging. Um, man, that was something yesterday that we saw in Texas and the way that he threw the ball. Uh, Tyone's been good enough. Um, but even then, you're looking at, you know, Cortez to go with Severino. Garrett Cole, I know that he's kind of shown that he is human this year, and there's been some frustration for Yankee fans. We'll see how he does tonight against the uh, Rangers. There's a couple of big bats in that lineup. But I, I think it's good enough. You know, they're sitting here juggling this. Uh, bullpen around as well and making sure kind of who's the, who are the really going to be the go-to guys. The, you know, the, the uh, news on Marinaccio certainly was not uh, good news that came down knowing he's going to be out for a little while. They've gotten more out of Lou Trevino uh, than I thought they were going to just because he can be really hit or miss at times as well. So they got some question marks in the back end that, and that does concern me and not having that really good version of Aroldis Chapman, uh, not having uh, Zach Britton. I mean, that hurts and so it doesn't feel the same, but I still look at this team and they still feel like an American League championship uh, series team to me, um, but we will see, man. There's some good teams in the American League, and always, I always get concerned. Like we're going to really get a feel for how this whole thing plays out yeah. now that we have this format. Five days off. It's five days off when you're going to have a team like the Blue Jays or the Mariners, wherever it's going to be, just dealing with all the momentum in the world and on fire. And especially if they wrap it up in two games, they're going to get two days off leading in. 
So while it will be a disadvantage, it's not maybe as big of a disadvantage uh, when you just had the one wild card a day off and then you went. A lot of curiosity. I would be a little bit concerned about that. Yeah, Yeah. I'm all kind of intrigued to see how this is going to play out with the new format. First time we're getting a look of it, but should be fun nonetheless. It all gets underway in a couple of days. CJ, thanks for a couple of minutes, my friend. Uh, Enjoy it. I'm sure we'll be catching up again real soon, but always appreciate a couple of minutes, pal. Yeah, of course. You got it, Dan. Take care, brother. All right. There's CJ Nitkowski, MLB Network Radio, one of the voices of the Texas Rangers on the TV side. And in case you're just joining us, it is over. Our long national nightmare is finally over. Aaron Judge, home run number 62, breaking the Roger Maris record in Texas. Jesus Tinoco is going to be the answer to a trivia question. He was actually an opener tonight for the Texas Rangers. Leadoff home run. And this is how it sounded with our pal, Michael Kay, on the Yes Network. A lot of suspense with hearing the Michael Kay call. Michael clearing his pipes. He wants to get it just right, just perfect. We swear it happened. I promise it absolutely happened. How about this? What we're going to do is we'll take a break. We'll come back, and you'll hear from Michael. You'll hear of the home run call. And also, we'll take your calls as well at 800-919-3776. Judge in the History Books, Dan Gross' Show, 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. So there you go. That's Michael's call. It's a good call. And you know what? It's a tricky spot. It's a tricky spot for him or any announcer in this case when you're expecting something that is inevitable and you know that it's going to take place and you don't want to jump the gun 
you know, every fly ball, you don't want to sit there and make it as if like, oh, it's got a chance. And then like, you know, kind of use your best call or think you're going to have to use your call and, you know, fool the audience. It's a very slippery slope. That's why you have to almost play it close to the vest until you're absolutely sure. Now, look, we're sitting here in the studio watching and I got no sound. I didn't hear the crack of the bat. I didn't hear the ball come off the bat, anything like that. I'm just looking at a TV, which is, you know, certainly not as big as the one I got at home. So I didn't even know if it got, but it looked off the bat like it had a decent chance and ultimately it got out of there. Speaking of home runs, the Mets have just hit a couple of them. Lindor, two-run shot. McNeil follows him up with a solo jack. So the Mets got a 3-0 lead in the first inning in the nightcap of their doubleheader. Now if they could get some help from the Marlins, you know, got something. But Atlanta's got a 2-1 lead in the sixth inning in that game. So we thank CJ for hopping on, by the way, at 800-919-3776. That is interesting now. You know, we brought it up about the, the fan who caught the ball. That's life-changing money, man. You know, you could talk about doing the right thing and, you know, doing a solid for a player who it's a huge individual achievement for him and he's worked hard his whole life and so on and so forth. And But not everybody is in the same lot in life, man. And if you're fortunate enough to be in the right place, I mean, life is about opportunity, right? Being at the right place at the right time, that individual, whoever it was, whatever his name is, caught that home run ball. And now he's got a chance to cash in. And I don't think it makes you a bad guy either. That if he decides to, to put it up for auction or to sell it or something, and if he could get somewhere between 2 and, and $3 million, which is being speculated as what the going rate would be for the judge home run ball, how can you sit there and look at him and say he's a bad guy or he's not doing the right thing? I mean, he's a Texas Rangers fan probably. Him meeting Aaron Judge, him getting some autographs, like he don't care. What if this dude's got, you know, bills to pay and he's having a hard time making ends meet? And, you know, they're turning off the lights in his apartment. Maybe he's got some, you know, family members who are dealing with some health struggles. They can really use that money to, you know, help take care of them or something like that. I I got no problems with that. None whatsoever. And I'll tell you, put the shoe on the other foot. Let's say, you know, somebody from an out-of-town team hit some monumental home run here in New York, and, and you're lucky enough to catch the ball. You going to give it back to the guy? Or are you going to go out there and try to make a situation a little bit more advantageous for yourself? I don't think there's a wrong answer here. Jake, what would you do? You're the guy in Texas. You're, you're a Texas Rangers fan. Put yourself in those shoes. You're a Rangers fan. You're at the game. You catch the ball. What are you doing with it? Oh, I'm absolutely keeping it. I'm cashing all the way in. There's no way. I don't care how loyal of a baseball fan, let alone like Yankees, Rangers fan, whatever. I'm. You don't get opportunities like that. No. I mean, that baseball is probably worth <laughs> what you made the last four years. If we're being honest, like you know what I mean. So. Everybody. And, Everybody. And what, the last time that was done was 61? 61. So, I mean, that's a that's a big <laughs> – I don't even know the next time we're going to see it happen, honestly. So, if it's me, I'm keeping it. I'm not giving back. I'm going to wait for the highest price tag, whether it be from the Yankees, whether it be from the MLB. Exactly. Or even for Aaron Judge. Listen, if Aaron Judge gives me, what, 10 20% of what he makes next year, oh, my gosh. Well, here's the thing. Aaron Judge could go out there in the offseason with a new contract he gets from somebody, and he could go out there and buy the damn ball from whoever. 
And I'm here for that. Right? Let him do that. But you're not going to find me sitting here looking down on somebody who wants to help their own personal life or their family or whatever and use that money to try to do it. You know, it's no different than you buying a ticket to any other game and you being in the right place at the right time and you catch any other ball, whether it's a foul ball. I, I understand the significance. I get it, right? But there's nothing that says on the back of your ticket. Well, there are no more tickets, like actual paper tickets. But, like, when, you know, we had tickets, there was nothing on the back that said, you know, you can't keep a baseball, right? That didn't work both ways. I mean, what about the poor sap who's in the crowd and, you know, the ones that go to games and – Unfortunately, before they put up all that netting and take like line drives to the head or whatever, think about those poor people. You know, the person that hit the the, the person that hit the baseball are they picking up all their medical bills? Because I've seen many, many instances over the years. They used to do they did stories on these, like the real sports folks. You know, people that suffered serious injuries from being in the wrong place at the wrong time at their seats. They get hit in the head with a line drive. The team ain't picking up their medical costs. The player who hit the baseball, even though he didn't do it intentionally, are not picking up the medical costs. So why the hell now this time when they would want the baseball, doesn't work that way. If you want to be a good Samaritan, you want to give it up to the player, tremendous. Good for you. Louis in Rockland. He's up next here on 98.7 ESPN. What's up, Lou? Hey, what's going on? Um, I just, you know, I don't, I'm sure the guy in Texas is not listening. I'm from New York. And um, I would I would leave the stadium immediately with that baseball. I, I'm not I'm not sure what you would do, but you know I'm I'm thinking of places where I could you know store it safely. He has to sit through two. How how long is an average baseball game? He now has to sit there with that in his pocket. No, I it's called, I, it's, I would leave it for oh, him. Lou, it's it's get the hell out of there. I, I'm with you a thousand percent, and I would hope. I would hope that the stadium down there in Texas, that they got security at that guy immediately. You know, you have to almost surround him like he was the Pope and you were trying to usher right. him out of that ballpark. You have to for his safety. And, you know, I'm sure, you know, there are all types of warnings. And, you know, like you were just talking about with the baseball people get hit. Now it's on the back of tickets. You know, is this going to be something new if you catch a, a baseball worth some money? You know, this is up to you. You know, you got to make it out of the stadium alive. Hey, the guy who – and, Louie, thank you for the phone call. Just like I said when we had CJ on, the guy who caught Albert Pujols' 700th home run at Dodger Stadium a couple of weeks ago, as soon as he caught that, he got the hell out of that stadium. And I haven't seen an up-close look at it because, you know, we're doing a little radio program here. I haven't seen any, like, replays of where the ball landed. I don't know if they had any, like, up-close cameras. But imagine this. I can only imagine. You know when there's a fumble in a football game and you hear stories about all the biting and the clutching and the grabbing that goes on at the bottom of that pile to try to get the football? What did you say? There was no what? No, so it was a clean catch? Like nobody like nobody like jumped on top of him? Like nothing? Nobody no- tried to like take his arm off? Nothing. He got high fives from the guys that were sitting next to him. I'm surprised no Yankee fan was diving five rows deep. I'm shocked. Shocked. I'm shocked that that happened. Just because, and, and you know what? It's actually a positive reflection on society 
because I thought that absolutely people would just do anything possible to get their hands on that baseball. It's like the, it's like the Willy Wonka golden ticket. Absolutely. I, I can't believe he actually got a high five and the guy next to him didn't try to take Shocked. the glove. You know what? Good for the people in Texas, seriously, that there's actually some civility that still exists in this world. That he could go to a baseball game, you could catch something as monumental as the record-setting 62 home run ball by Aaron Judge. I was just expecting, like, a mob scene for the ball, 58 people diving to the ground or diving over trying to get it, and then, like, God knows what's happening at the bottom of that pile, like a fumble in a, in a football game. That's what I was expecting. It was clean. It was actually clean. Now, if it was in New York. <laughs> oh, <laughs> It would absolutely be a mob scene out there. But they had to get that guy out of there already, right? Like, I don't think he can't still be at his seat. He can't be. If he does, he has a lot of heart. <sighs> oh, cojones. If he does, he's stupid. He should get out of the, get out of Dodge while he still can. Either that or he's like a black belt or something, and he could take care of himself if anybody's going to come up and uh, try to mess with him. CJ sent me a text, a great text from CJ. He said, someday my grandchildren are going to ask me, where were you when Aaron Judge hit his 60-second home run? And I'm going to tell them I was on the radio with Dan Grasso. <laughs> right back at you, Siege. Right back at you. 800-919-3776. That's the telephone number. We come back. We'll get into the football a little bit more. We just started talking about the Jets. We'll get into that. And as I told you, what did the Phillies make in the playoffs have to do with the New York Jets? We'll talk about that. The Grasser Show till 10 right here on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Just looking at some of these videos here, and if you're just joining us, Aaron Judge has finally, finally hit in that 60-second home run. Hits it off of Jesus Tinoco, leading off in the nightcap of this twin bill down in Texas. You know, CJ was describing it when we had him on, but now I'm seeing the video. A fan ends up catching it in the front row there in the left field stands right past the railing, and he had a glove, caught it clean. But you had a guy who was about maybe eight or nine seats to the gentleman's right, who decided that he was going to jump over the railing and jump down into that space between the outfield wall and to where the stands begin. And he figured, all right, I'm taking a leap of faith, no pun intended, but I'm hoping that the fans don't catch it cleanly, that maybe there's like a jump ball, they're battling for it, and it ricochets or it caroms off of somebody, and then it's going to drop down into that vacated area, and I'll be the one to get the ball. But where this guy ends up getting hurt, 
in more ways than one, is that A, he didn't get the ball. B, he jumped down into an area where he's not supposed to be and fans are not allowed. And C, he's going to get arrested. That guy is headed to the slammer. So think about that. No baseball, okay? You're going to jail, and then you're going to still find bail money to get yourself out. And it will not be a good night. (laughs) And let's say he got the ball. He still would have been arrested, and probably stadium security would have apprehended the ball from him. I might, how you do? No, I don't think they're that nice in Texas. I don't think they're that nice. It's not happening. I can't believe I'm, – I'm like – I'm fixated on the guy who just jumped down as if he planned this thing out, and he knew exactly what was taking place. 800-919-3776, that's the telephone number. Real quick, because so many things have happened since then. But before I forget, so the Phillies make the playoffs last night. They had the longest postseason drought in Major League Baseball – after the Seattle Mariners. Because remember, Seattle was at 21 years. They clinched on Friday night. And then the second longest drought was the Philadelphia Phillies at 11 years. And they ended that last night. In the process, you know what Philadelphia did? They allowed our beloved New York Jets to claim sole possession of second place on the current active postseason droughts in North American team sports. I mean, that's, you know, it's an accomplishment. It's not one that you want, but hey, you're second best. You're getting a silver medal right now. Sacramento Kings are at 16 years, and the Jets right now are around 11 and change. Maybe this is the year it ends. Think about it, right? Seattle and Philadelphia ended theirs in the same season. Maybe this is the year Lady Luck is smiling on them. I'll tell you, win this game on Sunday, you go a long way towards ending that drought. Long way towards ending that drought. Huge, huge game against these fish. Let's say hi to Spike in St. Pete. He's up next year on 98.7 ESPN. Spike, good evening. How are you? I'm good. I got a big grin on my face. A lot of things are running through my mind. I wasn't going to call because I listen and I call under my situation now. But you have to have more faith in humanity. You know, I'm a fan of yours, obviously. You have incredible knowledge in all sports. But if if someone was dropped down from outer space and listened to what you said, I'm not making fun. I have all the respect in the world. I'm just saying, I know this guy. (laughs) you got to have a little more faith. Now, I understand. Mm -hmm. You were raised in Jersey, and it's embedded in in, you. Look around. That's, That's a lot of societal problem. But let me tell you something. I know for a fact that without divulging much, MLB made arrangements just to, because they thought like you, you know, someone would come in like the guy who attacked the uh, politician running for governor of New York, you know, on the stage with a ring, with a knife in it, you know, you know, you have to be careful in life. I'm sure you tell your children that too, but uh, the, the line of thinking, it's unfortunate it is, but it's, it's, I'm just laughing over it and I shouldn't. They made arrangements. These people are escorted out. They provided security, just as you said it should be. But when you come from the Northeast, man, you expect anything, you know, switchblades. But, you know, hey, hey, Spike, you you know this, right? And look, it's a dog-eat-dog world, my friend. And when you're talking about, I mean, two and a half million dollars, that's life-changing money. 
Life-changing. I'm, I'm all with you. I agree with Jacob. I know all you guys. I agree 100%. I'm just trying to make light of it at my advanced stage. It, uh, a lot of kids and uh, a couple of my kids are cops, and, and it's uh, it's just that the world's flipped upside down. It's unfortunate. It really is. I'm not going to go on a dissertation. You won't give me the time. It's another conversation about being raised, not locking your door and leaving the car, you know, all that. But anyway, that's uh, I'm, I'm happy for Judge. He, he, he's a representative of what we want our children to be, as far as we know. And uh, whatever the young man or woman or whatever the family, if they need it, you were right on track. God, God knows you know, people need money for unfortunate things in life. But hopefully right. it's, it's invested and children get educated and it gets to be a better place. But I want to get to one comment. Yeah. As you broke, I'm behind about a minute and 40 seconds. Mm-hmm. That's the way the stream works in different parts of the country. So I'm well, wait, hey, babe, I don't want to spoil anything, but wait till you hear what I'm about to say in about another minute and 40 seconds. How about that? No, no, I'm live now. I'm ahead oh, you're live now. now. Okay. Yeah, because of the uh, because I don't even know what the hell I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. No, you're, you're, you're terrific. You're working a lot of jobs. You know, you, have, um, you guys have unbelievable knowledge in all sports. I, I was pretty good when I was your age, but God, you forget a lot of stuff. But uh, anyway, Spike, I don't remember what the hell I had for breakfast. To be quite honest yeah, with you, so it's okay. Yeah, you can't sell me on that. So I'm watching the Nick game. You know how big a Nick fan I is. Oh, there's Brunson's father. There we go. So. Um, Brunson's got the – just want to get to this for two seconds. Brunson has the timber of a winner from Villanova. You know the whole background. He took over for Luca. He's not the fastest. He's not he – but he's one of the smartest players around. And if you get by him, he'll fight right back. He's very strong. Uh, this Detroit team, i got to tell you, I'm betting the under. <laughs> I mean, they're real young, and they have a couple of guys. Oh, but, watch, uh, hey. Spike, uh, we talked about them after the draft, didn't we? Watch out for this yeah. team in a couple of years. Yes, yes. If if the see, here's the problem, and this is how a guy your age and my age sees things a little differently. When you mention about the Jets, I know I'm all over the place, but I have limited time. When you mention about the Jets, that has to be factored in with some algorithm because more and more teams make the playoffs. So if you go back, is it really fair? I don't think basketball's enhanced it since the Kings got in. I could be wrong, but it's not fair to the Phillies or even the Mets because they've added more teams. You know what I'm saying? No, it's a, it, the, the format has changed right, and the NBA is still 8-8. Eight and eight. I, I hear that stuff, but look, it, it's still a distinction that you don't want to have attached to your name one way or the other. You know, regardless of what the format is. And think about baseball's added playoff teams, right? I mean, Philadelphia, they're in the playoffs, but baseball's added playoff teams. They've added a couple of wild cards over the years, and this year it's another wild card team. And, you know, a team like, look at how many teams were in the playoffs in that Fugazi 2020 season. So, but you don't want to run the drought that long, do you? You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. Let us say hi to Robert in New York. He's up next on 98.7. What's up, Rob? Hi, Dan. Nice to hear you again. By the way, what's the what's? I'm sorry. What's the latest score in Miami? Please, I'm trying to find I'm gonna, out. I'll tell you right now, as a matter of fact. And it, it, they're going to the bottom of the seventh inning. They're doing the seventh inning stretch. Somehow, some way, the Marlins are still in this game. Braves are oh. only leading two to one. And the Braves finish it, please. You know what? Let's finish it, please. Well, here's the the thing about the Braves so far tonight. You talk about finishing it, 
They're two for 13 with runners in scoring position, and they've left 11 guys on base. They have had ample opportunity to break this game open, and they still can't figure out a way to do it. You know what I'm surprised at, Dan? I, I don't know what the contractual obligations are for your station or 1050. I'm surprised that this game isn't on one of the ESPN stations for us who I don't even know if it's on TV or anything like that. So I'm a little miffed about that. But anyway, forget that. I'm sure maybe it has to do with what uh, what your program has to be or contractual obligations of 98 Which game? You mean the Marlins game? Yes. Nah, the, yes. the people, I mean, it's it's not a New York game. They're not going to find right. ways well, to do yeah, it. But, yeah, but I've heard other. Well, anyway, let me tell you, congratulations to Judge Big Wuss. And let me tell you why. Oh, I boy. I respect him. He, as far as I'm concerned, he didn't break a record. Let me explain something. When Babe Ruth was hitting all those home runs and breaking records left and right, there was another baseball player named Josh Gibson. And I am told that Josh Gibson hit over 800 home runs, but it's not recognized in Major League Baseball because, as you know, history was different in those days. Yep. And there were the Negro Leagues, et cetera, et cetera. As far as I'm concerned, what baseball did to the African-Americans and the Latinos and all the others was much, much, much worse and injurious than anything, PEDs or steroids or anything. As far as I'm concerned, Barry Bonds holds the record, steroids, non-steroids, who cares? Uh, to me, history is a bigger thing. And baseball has a great deal to answer for, and they've done so. But in those days, I don't know, for example, I've not read much about Babe Ruth's own life, so I can't say whether he was pro-segregation, pro-this, pro-that. I can't say that, but I've never, heard of any, I've never heard of him protesting any of that that was going on. Have you? So as far as I'm concerned, Judge breaks a record. As far as I'm concerned, he doesn't break a record. The Yankee fans want to celebrate Okay. So what you're saying, it's basically what you're saying, Rob, and thanks for the phone call. It's basically in the eye of the beholder. And that's how it should be. You know, it's no different than how we've reported and how we've covered this judge record-breaking journey over the last few weeks. Some people care about it. Some people don't care about it. Look, breaking news, right? I mean, outside of New York, folks, I know you don't want to believe this. Like, if you're a diehard Yankee fan and you eat, sleep, and breathe Yankees and you have pinstripe pajamas and all those things, outside of New York, and this may come as a shock to people, nobody cares about the Aaron Judge home run streak. Because, I'll tell you, of a younger generation, I think if you're 30 years of age, right, at least 30 years of age, and you lived and grew up through the steroid era as a baseball fan, you probably consider 73 to be the record. You consider Bonds to be the all-time home run king. So all this stuff about Roger Maris in 61, like, why are you getting all what You're probably sitting there saying, why are, why are people making such a big deal about this? Sosa broke Maris's record. McGuire broke Maris's record. Bonds broke Maris's record. Now, if Judge was, big, you know, going and breaking 73 and passing Barry Bonds, then that's a different story. But, I mean... You got two other guys. There's three people now who have hit more home runs than him in a single season. That's what the mentality is of those folks. I'm not saying it's right or it's wrong. You know, baseball did enough damage to itself, not just because of steroids, but, you know, you look at all facets of the game throughout the game's history. You know, Robert was getting into some of them right there. You know, how many players weren't even allowed, you know, the the days of Ruth and whatnot? African-American players weren't allowed to play. In Major League Baseball until 1947. But Jackie Robinson. 
right? I mean, the, the, the slope of the mound, the height of the mound was a different size at a certain point. They changed that. They've, they've tinkered with the rules over the years. Some things were allowed. Some things weren't allowed. You're a Yankee fan. Enjoy it. But I'm going to keep coming back to the same thing I've said throughout this whole process. Great the judge has the record. But if you're a Yankee fan, you can't tell me that if he goes out there and stinks it up in the postseason, that you're going to be all warm and fuzzy inside that he hit this record this year if the Yanks don't win a World Series and Judge can't hit his way out of a paper bag in October. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.